I love episodes where we can just say this is a ghost world and everybody <laughs> gets it. You know, I love episodes that are just like to the point. Sure, there's a plot, but also it's just a ghost world, you guys. This is like after after by lore, okay? If you haven't been here since the Ghost World episode, maybe we should catch people up about what a Ghost World episode is. Um, Ghost World is exactly what it says on the tin. It is the most self-descriptive title for this episode. So a Ghost World, though, I think we can expand. We have the we have the exciting opportunity this week to expand what a Ghost World means to us. Yeah. I propose mm-hmm. in the canon of Afterbite, a ghost world is any episode in which somebody comes back from the dead for any point in time for any reason. Yes. That makes the episode the whole that turns the whole episode into a ghost world. Yeah. I don't care what else is happening that episode. I don't care who lives, who dies in that episode. I don't care. It is a ghost world now. That's afterbite lore for you now. Um write That's, that down. We're deciding your- that here live on air. Hi, hello everyone, and welcome to Afterbite as a Vampire Diaries fancast, only 10 years too late. We're here this week for episode, season 4, episode 22, The Walking Dead. This is not the season 4 finale, I do want to point this out. This is, I believe, the only season of TVD that has 23 episodes. Oh, wow. Because they had the backdoor pilot for the originals in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's why that they got an sense. extra episode. That makes sense, uh, yeah. So this is the penultimate episode of this season. And boy, howdy, did this deliver. Yeah. I, I will say, though, right off the bat, I will say that this was, like, a really good episode, but I feel like there was a big problem with pacing. Like, they, I feel like they needed, like, 10, 15 more minutes for certain stuff. Because near the end there... I was like, this is good, but also feels a little off. This episode will give you whiplash from the amount of times they switch scenes. Yeah. They go from one place to another, to another, to another, to another. And just like, it's a fucking carousel that we are just riding and it is going out of control and I want off, but I can't get off. (laughs) And I think that's what the back part of this episode feels like. It feels very much like a carousel that they just like couldn't figure out a better way to transition between here they couldn't fit i have everything i think they wanted to fit and i think that was to the detriment of some scenes because they didn't hit as hard as they could have yeah i agree let's get into it though because the netflix description for this episode is so bad it's (laughs) one of the worst ones As graduation approaches, Caroline tries to distract Elena by focusing on simple tasks, but Elena won't be swayed from her new obsession. (laughs) It's, like, so bad. It's, like... This happens for, like, 30 (laughs) seconds, and then they are done. (laughs) Like, I I will say, I feel a little bit sorry for the next week's description writer for this episode, because a lot of stuff does happen. I don't think there's a succinct way to say explicitly, like, what happens this episode. So I kind of feel for them, you know? Because, like, some stuff literally only lasts for, like, 
30 seconds. True, true. But there is a better way to say it. Like, you could have done like a... Bonnie enacts the next phase of her plan as the ghosts of the past come to come back to haunt the Mystic Falls gang. Yeah. That would have been a much more apt description yeah. for this episode than Caroline trying to distract <laughs> Elena by focusing on simple tasks. I think it sucks as well because like everyone is trying to distract Elena this episode, but they just focused on that one scene where Caroline was doing her part. And it's like there was more to that than just Caroline trying to distract Elena. Like, even if they wanted to highlight this storyline for some reason, which is not, like, the main um, mm-hmm. one for this episode, there was a better way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is just... This episode starts, and then it does not stop. Yeah. This episode takes you on a ride from minute one <laughs> to minute 44, and you are just... There. I I will say this is this episode has one of my favorite plot twists ever. Oh like, yeah, one of my favorites. I think this is like top five plot twists. Let's just get into it because I do genuinely think this episode is very good. Yeah, and this when I first watched when I started watching this episode, I was a little worried. That it would turn out to be like a season three finale. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. where before sunset, the penultimate episode was very good. And then the departed was very meh. But they, they do leave it off at the end of the episode where it's like, oh, this story's not over yet. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They pace, I think overall, I think they pace their two part finale much better than they did in season three. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think this it's it's this season, I think they I think truly these last two episodes count as a two part finale. Mm-hmm. Whereas last season it really didn't and it just kinda like fell apart near the end where the penultimate yeah. episode was just very good and then the other one was just like eh. This one it feels like they planned it as a two parter. Yeah, they did plan this. I feel like they did plan this as a two-parter, which is why I guess I'm not so upset about the pacing near the end because I know it's a two-parter and it mm-hmm. feels like they're ramping up to more more things happen. Like if if the episode would have just ended with like um Bonnie's spell working out or whatever and then everyone going back to the other side, I think I would have been way more upset about the pacing. Because I'm like, oh, we literally saw these characters for like 30 seconds. Now they are gone. And everything didn't really have the impact I wanted it to have. Um, But there's potential for next episode with everything being ramped up. And also like these characters still sticking around um, for like more stuff to happen, which I'm excited about. And just... The plot twist of this episode, we just need to jump into it yeah. because this episode, the there are, I think, two plot twists that really got me this episode. Yeah. Uh, and I could not be more delighted about it. So we start off and Elena's punching bricks to sublimate basically her desire to murder Catherine. Yeah. This is her thing this episode. She's fucking obsessed. Can I... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Elena, like, obsessing over Kath, trying to kill Catherine, that's literally the example of me, like, hyper fixating on one of my special interests. <laughs> I just, like, 
not letting go not letting go of it until like like me sitting there for hours being like yes taking information or yes let me spill this let me talk about Degrassi on this on this ride home with you for two hours and I'll just talk for like two hours Uh, like that is is an exemplification of of me hyperfixating on this person and just because like Elena just non-stop is just like where's Catherine where is she does anybody know where Catherine is I need to find if her you know I need where to she is her you have to tell me yeah <laughs> like, like, oh my god like I think he said last episode that like it's kind of out of character for Elena to be like focusing this hard, which I kind of agree with, but also it's really funny in a, in a it's way. It's just so funny. Yeah, it's like weird character wise. I think it's a weird like stepping stone for Elena here, but it is also so comical. Uh, yeah. It's just so funny <laughs> that she. <laughs> There's this scene with Stefan where she's like, if you knew where Catherine is, you would tell me, right? So I can go kill her. And Stefan's like, no, no, not really. And then later she is with she's with Caroline helping fucking like stamp graduation invites or whatever. And she says again to Caroline, like, if you knew where she was, you would tell me, right? So I could go kill her. Caroline's like, no, not really, actually. I wouldn't. <laughs> uh. So everybody is everybody's trying to get Elena and her special interest down she's they're trying to tamp this down for her yeah yeah uh won't really work here per usual that's 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 normal for special interests like oh you don't want me to talk to you about this for two hours oh well here we are too bad we're doing it anyway (laughs) we also in the very beginning of this episode we also get introduced to one of my favorite duos for this this episode Matt and Rebecca are again paired together. And again, we have Matt giving other people that good, good character development juice. He's like a character development transfer guy, you know? He's just really like... just like a blood transfusion, but instead of blood, it's just character development yeah. juice. <laughs> yeah. It... <laughs> it's just, I like... I like having those two together. Yeah. I think they're I very fun together. And I think especially in this episode where it's like everybody else is like fighting ghosts and Silas and what the fuck ever. Yeah. And Rebecca and Matt are just like hanging out at the Mystic Grill. <laughs> like, I think it's very funny. It's a very think, good combo. When you think about it, they were there for like a pretty long time. They were probably just hanging out, talking, you know. Discussing life. Playing darts or what the fuck ever. Yeah. It's... I just think they're a fun duo this episode. And they, like... I think they were especially pairing them together hard at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. To be like, look, he's her love interest. But also, I don't even, like... Number one, I don't, like, ship them, I don't think. But they're, like, a fun duo. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, maybe they have potential, but also like they're they're like really good as just friends as well. Exactly, they're very good at as just friends. Especially because I think at, at least at this point, I don't think Rebecca has any ulterior. Friends. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I was, 
I was gonna say she doesn't have any ulterior motive to try to get Matt to like her as something more than a friend. I think she genuinely just wants to be his friend. Yeah. And I think they are interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think they're fun. And I think if nothing else, they are in my perfect ideal headcanon version of the TVDU. Mm-hmm. They are just my favorite, like, himbo-bimbo combination. Yeah, wait, yeah, so true. It's the himbo-bimbo solidarity for me. So true, yeah. I just think they're so fun. So, Catherine and Bonnie are off doing their little magic thing this episode. (laughs) Bonnie's, like, doing some shit this episode. Yeah, she's doing a lot. Uh, she's kind of girl bossing her her way through this episode. Wait, the way that I wrote that down in my notes, I was just like, Bonnie's just girl boss real. Bonnie's yeah. such a real girl boss this episode, and sure, she's causing innumerable problems, <laughs> but also, I think she's having fun, and I think we should let her is cause it, those problems. But also, isn't that partially what a girl boss does? Cause problems. You know, you're so right. You're causes, so right. Causes problems for the benefit of themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, Bonnie doesn't exactly benefit herself this episode, true, but I see what you mean. True. Like, like I think in the end, like her like main goal was to like benefit the people like around her, which in in a way I think kind of benefits herself, but also just like led to bad consequences that we'll get to. So, um, Bonnie links Catherine to her so that Catherine can't go more than, like, five feet away from her. And then just, like, drags Catherine around (laughs) like she's a little kid in a mall with one of those backpacks that has a leash on it. Yeah. She's just fucking dragging her around. What Bonnie is doing right now, she's, like, charging up the expression triangle so they, that she can drop the veil within the triangle to... Oh, to get Ketsia back. To yeah. destroy Silas once and for yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode I also like because they really, they pin down what everybody wants to do this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and previously they hadn't. So Silas is still killing people within Mystic Falls to drain them of their blood. Um, because if you remember earlier, the blood banks had been getting robbed. Now this episode, there's five people in the hospital that he just completely drained of blood. And so Damon and Stefan update Liz on the whole thing, which I love serves our little like pre-finale check-in. Here's mm-hmm. our little checklist of shit that needs to happen. Yeah. Number one, Veil needs to be dropped. Number two, Silas takes the cure. Number three, Silas dies. <laughs> Number four, he reunites with his lost human love in the afterlife. Everybody wins. Right. It was also pointed out to us on Twitter. Um, let me see who pointed it out on Twitter. But we previously had not realized, I think we had like goofed on it, that um, Silas's other love, we didn't realize that she was human. So oh. that's the missing piece of the puzzle is that oh. she was a human and died. So 
even, so like Silas doesn't want to drop the veil the other side to bring her back. He wants to destroy it so that he can go to the regular afterlife instead of the supernatural afterlife. Oh, that makes so Thank much you more to, sense. Uh, Julianne on Twitter who pointed that out to us okay. in this episode. Thank the you because like us. that was like such a big like plot hole where I was like. I'm sorry, loophole, where I was like, what is going on here? Why does this have to happen in this exact way? That makes so much more sense. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you, Julianne, on Twitter for that one. Um, I think the... I don't think TVD had mentioned that she was human more than, like, in passing. Mm. So I think we just kind of forgot about it and or filed that away in the dark place where our... where all the things that they mention in passing and then never again go. Yeah. But that, uh, that's sort of what the boys serve as in the first part of this episode. Is they're like recapping and getting us ready for all this shit. Bonnie starts to call upon Ketsia, which means the power goes out across town. It starts raining cats and dogs, and boy howdy. We got a big old spell going on, baby. (laughs) I love... I know not many people like this. Mm -hmm. I love when a spell, when a magic thing has like a physical component so you can tell when it's being done. Yes, it makes it so like easy to tell on screen. Exactly. Most of the times in TVD, the magic is just like... It's just like Cat Graham in a room somewhere screaming. Or they just talk about it as well. And they don't like actually show like a physical thing of it happening. But this episode, they show it's like raining cats and dogs and there's like wind going on. It's very much like into the world shit, which yeah. I think really works for this episode. I agree. So. Everybody sort of realizes that Bonnie is dropping the veil and that's a bad thing to happen but bonnie's dropping the veil only within the town of mystic falls only within the triangle so localized not every ghost has a reason to come back to mystic falls comparatively i think like seven of them do we only see like seven ghosts this episode as opposed to like if every ghost came back which is which I like. Which is good. Yeah, I like that Stefan was like, yeah, who the fuck has a reason to come back to Mystic Falls? Like, pretty much nobody. Every other ghost on the other side is just fucking kicking it while there's like a black hole opening up and they're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna kick it over here. I lived <laughs> in Chicago. I'm just gonna kick it over here for a while. Y'all can deal with whatever's going on there. The, like, the one ghost that they don't, unfortunately, bring back that is important to Mystic Falls is Vicky. Alright? I was surprised they didn't bring her back. I was this so surprised. Cause like I was just like expecting to see her. Cause she came back not th- she didn't even come back in the last Ghost World episode. Did she? Um did I think the, the last, last time we Ghost saw World her episode- the last time we saw her I think was an episode previous to that with the whole pool. Like Matt but drowning no- himself. Oh, was that the last time she I came feel back? like it, it was. The last time she came back um, was 
season three, episode five, The Reckoning. So she didn't, yeah, you're correct. She didn't come back in Ghost World. She yeah. wasn't there in the episode titled Ghost World. <laughs> Which is just unfortunate. Weird. Rip. I guess we'll never see Vicky again. Vicky, I miss you. You were, I just, whenever I think of Vicky, I just, you know, think of season one. And like, it's just like she was so fun. In case you all forgot, this is a ghost world. This is this is a ghost world now. People are coming back from the dead, left to right and center, and this is a ghost world. I love this because they kind of play it close to the chest for a while. Mm-hmm. They they like say, "Oh, the veil is down in Mystic Falls," and then nobody comes through for a bit. You're like, hmm. So you're like, okay, but is it really? And it's a while before um, Alaric shows up. Whoa. And Alaric's the first ghost that we see um, who helps. Damon gets stabbed by Elena, which I think is the funniest thing she's ever (laughs) fucking done. Yeah. And the ghost of Alaric comes back and pulls the stake out. And he's like, hey, what the fuck? Are you good? (laughs) Are you good, dude? And Damon's like, that's something Silas would say. And then Alaric goes over to fucking Locker 42 or whatever. You know, the secret locker that he stored all of his booze and vampire hunting tools in. Which, like, the fact that he opened up that locker, found that booze, and it's like, so no one has occupied that locker since he died? Yeah, who's keeping that locker solid? Yeah, like, um... Is this just, like, an illegal locker that the school doesn't know about? Like, what's going on here? Is this this just a ghost locker? Does nobody (laughs) else see this? Is this just a ghost locker? Yeah. And so Alaric's back. And we have to say, as we always do when Alaric comes back, uh, fuck Matthew Davis. He's a misogynistic, racist piece of shit. Yep. Uh, So fuck... That guy. I just watched, finished watching Legally Blonde again. And like, wow, that character really suits him. You know? It really does. It's like, the asshole really suits him. Like, was he playing a character? I do not think so. I think he was just being himself. You know? He just walked onto a set and they were like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, he comes back. We love Alaric the character. We hate Matthew Davis the person. What was like his task or whatever? Alaric's or yeah, Damon's? Tell him what did Damon tell him to do? I think they were just looking for Bonnie. Like everyone at this point is just looking for Bonnie because Caroline and Stefan went inside of which I love how they were like, hey. We're going to start doing these um, pairing off of ships now. So, like, here's this explicit break breakdown for you. So, uh, <laughs> so Stefan and Caroline go into the school to look for Bonnie. And then Damon and Elena went out to the um, 
just went outside to look for Bonnie or whatever. Then yeah. Caroline and Stefan realized that Bonnie was in the basement of the school and called Which Gaben. the way that they realized that is super clever. Yeah. They're just like, oh, weird, the ice is melting. And then Damon or then Stefan like looks down and he sees the drain and he's like, I think we're actually in the right place. Wrong elevation. It's Which I just cool. think is like a fun little like fun little visual way of like showing that character's train of thought. Yeah. So then um Damon had told previously had previously told Elena that Catherine and Bonnie are together and Elena's like okay I want to go with you to go get Bonnie because they're about to go get Bonnie and Damon's like no uh -uh, that's not happening so then he you know she stakes him comedic comedically she just like you know stakes him and then leaves him behind so I think at this point maybe they're not looking for Bonnie but they're going to get Bonnie to stop her that's her mission to stop her from from like further dropping the veil and bring back up the veil that's their goal so everybody's sort of like split off in their little pairings and they start to like like i said they start to carousel through these we are fast and furious switching between these two yeah so we have like caroline and stefan are heading down damon gets stabbed by elena which is fucking comedy gold Matt and Rebecca are at the Mystic Grill, and then who shows up? But Cole! Whoa. He's back, baby! I loved him showing up again. I think that was a fun twist. Yeah. You weren't expecting Cole. You were expecting, like, Alaric to come back and Grahams to come back, yada, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. But then you forget that Cole got fucking murdered by yeah. Elena, like, seven episodes ago. Like, that literally left my mind. So then I was like, all right, Cole, what's up, my dude? Forgot you died. And I, I think it's, I think especially, like, for Cole, he, like, is not seen as someone you necessarily want to come back. He was pretty much, like, a villain the entire time, or causing problems the entire time that he was alive in Mystic Falls. So it's, like, Correct. it's, uh, I think it's, like, a different effect, because it's, like, more surprising, because you expect all, like, the good people that you miss to come back, but not, like, someone, like, you were, like, oh, you're kind of annoying, and you're the villain here, and stop that, please. Can I just say, he died in A View to Kill, I think. He died in 412. Mm-hmm. It was only, like, ten episodes ago. It completely, like, left my mind yeah. that he was just full-on dead. They, like, how do I say this? Like, I feel like this happens a lot with the Vampire Diaries, where, like, you just forget- There's just so much stuff happening, you just forget people are dying and whatnot. Like, I think they use that to, like, a really good advantage in this episode with the plot twist. The, you know the mm-hmm. one I'm talking about. Where, like, you've forgotten information because it's been yeah. so long. And then they're like, actually, remember that information you forgot? Well, here it is again. And you're like, oh my fucking god. I think it is so fun that Cole, like, walks in and fucking stabs Matt in his throwing arm. Which, youch. And we're just going to talk about Rebecca and Matt for a second here. Because we cannot switch around as fast and furious as they are doing here. Yeah, I think we should focus on pairings. Until, like, they collide. So... 
Rebecca and Matt are in the grill. Cole shows up, stabs Matt, and Rebecca's like, can you fucking not? And then Cole just like leaves. And you're like, oh no, I wonder what kind of problems he's going to cause now. Well, I think he also said- a lot. I think he, the reason he stabbed Matt- or I don't know if this is the reason he stabbed, but like before he stabbed Matt, he was like, where's Elena? I'm here to, you know, kill her for killing me. I'm, I'm here to enact revenge, which is also a big theme of this episode. I'm here for revenge. And uh, that's my main mission. Yeah, it's a lot of unfinished business, this ghost world. Yeah. Matt has this like really interesting sort of like line where he's pulling the thing out of his shoulder and like Rebecca's kind of helping him and she's like you know we could like finish this up in a second with a little vampire blood and Matt's like a lot of people in this town have issues with that mainly becoming vampires so I'd like to just stay human if you don't mind yeah which I think is like a fun it's especially like a fun thing to contrast with rebecca where a few episodes ago she wanted to be human more than anything else right she wanted that really bad and to pair her up with a person who is like no i'm a human and i'd rather stay that way thank you is really i think like a good they're like they're like interesting foils for one another yeah, exactly. It's a very interesting juxtaposition. And then also, I think that kind of also parallels what happened when Rebecca wanted to be a human really badly. Because remember, she was like going to just like continue, like the way she was going to be a human is that she like didn't use any of her powers for the entire day. And then mm-hmm. Matt was the one who was like, please use your vampire blood in order to like help out. Um, what's her name again? I can't think of her name. April Young. April. I knew it started with an A. Uh, I know. I was like really struggling for a second. I was like, hey, what is that name? Um, but in order to help out April, um, and now he's like, actually, no, I don't want the blood to help out myself, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's a really cool parallel, I think, as well. And again, like I said, Matt Donovan, the boy is just handing out character development juice like a suburban mom at a soccer game. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's getting that fucking juice, y'all. Everybody who wants their character development juice, come fucking get it. Matt Donovan has it in spades. (laughs) Rebecca goes back to the back room to find a... to find a first aid kit to help Matt. Wait, should should we reveal this right now? I'm not going to reveal it. I'm going to say that she finds somebody. Okay. Now, let's head to Mystic Falls High School. It's, who do we want to talk about next? We could do we could do um, Caroline and Stefan or Damon and Alaric. I think we should probably do Damon and Alaric. And then, okay. And then uh, Caroline and Stefan and Bonnie and Catherine and all of them are kind of jumbled up together there as okay. well. Afterwards. Do you want to, what, what are Damon and Alaric doing here? All right. So, after they go and to the and Ilark proves that he's like a uh, he's he's really there he's not Silas um they start to go into the um I don't know it's like a basement or a cave or whatever where Bonnie is Mystic Falls is just fucking riddled with caves yeah, apparently for some because weird reason <laughs> there's 
they're under fucking the whole entire town and the school or whatever for all of your creepy ancient ritual spell needs. Right. Mystic Falls has got the cave for you, <laughs> baby. Um, so Alark tells Damon that that the expression the veil is only down inside of the expression triangle. Um, and then they go into the basement slash cave in order to try to stop Bonnie. Um, and uh, this is when, like, we get to, like, the whole Catherine and Bonnie and Elena situation. Um, where um, Catherine hears that there's somebody else in the basement slash cave with them. Um and and you know Bonnie's over here trying to concentrate to to like <laughs> focus in on Ketsia and Catherine just annoying her every five minutes. So Catherine's like, "Can you please just give me some leeway so I can go and find whoever else is in this cave and stop them from like stopping you?" And then, and she's like, "Okay, I'll give you some slack." So then she goes and she's in the, she's in the cave. She's looking around. She's like, "Silas, where are you?" it's really fun too that she's like calling out to find silas when again we don't know what silas really looks like or who he looked like at this moment in time so she's really just fucking yelling into the dark for no good reason she's like me on twitter yelling into the void trying to get some response I think she has a I don't know if she has a flashlight with her but she's like looking around and she's like she hears somebody like go really fast behind her and then go behind her again and like she's just turning around back and forth back and forth and then she's met with none other than Elena and I love when they make Nina Dobrev beat the shit out of herself. Yeah. I think it is just <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It's so comical to see two people fighting and then realize they are the same person <laughs> i think they are so funny it's so i know good. it's not meant to be funny it's supposed to be serious and whatever it's like your brain does like a little trick and you're like oh this is the same person i know these are like not the same person but this is the same actress like fighting with herself it's so good it's just comical yeah. i just i know it's not supposed to be comical but God, is it fucking funny <laughs> to watch Nina Dobrev beat the shit out of herself. Yeah. So, um, Elena and Stefan get down and find Bonnie, who is also getting the shit beat out of her because she has linked herself to Wait, Catherine. Not, not, not Elena and Stefan. I think it's Stefan and oh, Caroline. Oh, sorry, Caroline and Stefan. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just women. You know, just women, you know, women, yeah. women. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Caroline is like, I'll stay here with Bonnie. You go. You go separate whoever's beating the shit out of Catherine. Yeah, because at this point, Elena, like, I think she like pushed she, her like, down or stabbed her and then pressed her. She she did something very fucking rad where she like pushed Catherine's face onto like hot water pipes yeah and so the entire side of her face is like burning and then they cut hard cut to bonnie with the entire side of her face burning too it's fucking sick can honestly. i can i just say cat grab just always cat plays Graham. up the anger uh, like the pain she's going through is always horrendous to look at which is a good thing 
is always yeah, like, she does really good work. I mean, this episode, but also like every episode for like the weirdness that she has to convey of like magic. Yeah. Is she's nobody's doing it like her. Yeah. She like. Like she's so good at displaying anguish and pain. And just like when she's acting against nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most impressive part. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, it's so incredible. This isn't the first time she's done this. She's, like, done this many a times. Like, she's skilled at this. And what I love is that she, here's the thing that I think is most impressive about Cat Graham in TVD overall. Uh, number one, much too good for this show. Right. They didn't deserve her. Right. Um, She also, what I think is the most fun is the way she is the first she's the first person in the entire vampire diaries universe that has gone on for 10 fucking years right had th- two spin-offs right countless other people playing witches as well mm-hmm. she is the first person to show us that outward display of magic and power and her performance still stands up after this show has gone on for so fucking long. Yeah. And other people have done it. Nobody's quite done it like she did. Yeah. You know? Like, it's so hard to be the first one to have to act in this specific way that you are totally making up from scratch. Right. You have nothing to go off of. It's just you and yelling in some fucking caves. Yeah. And 10 years later, two two spinoff series later, other witches doing other things later, dissections of magic and figuring out how the whole world works and everything. And your performance still stands up as like the best. Yeah. Holy shit. You're so Kat like, Graham. You're so good. And Kat you're, Graham, you're so good. You're too good for this show, honestly. Exactly. Like, I just think it's so impressive that she was the first. And for a long, a lot of TVD, she was the only magic user, right? Right. We're in season four and we're just now getting big magical villains, right? Right. It's so impressive. It's so impressive. Yeah. It's just mind boggling, honestly. And I don't think she gets enough credit for number one. She's much too good for TVD. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But her magic and the way that she displays magic and how it works on Bonnie is fucking unparalleled. It yeah. does not like you can't like and can't I match think that. I think there is testament to that even within the lore of the show because she is seen as such an important witch figure mm-hmm. within the show, not only in TVD, you know, with her being like what a descendant of Ketsia and like mm-hmm. um you know the, and and a lot of times the only witch on screen so like everyone's related to her in some capacity or way or the other but like i mean like in a way that in legacies she's still referenced as like you know a great witch and like someone to kind of look up to and like is still like referenced frequently enough you know what i mean where Mm -hmm. i i think if someone else was playing this role and 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 didn't give the performance that Cat Graham did, I don't think that would still hold up. Like you could you you would say that, but it wouldn't be like, oh, I believe that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just so incredible that like 
it's just cat graham cat graham so good you're so good we say nina dobrev is so powerful all the time on the show as like a joke because she plays two characters yeah but like holy shit cat graham i th- i honestly think that um nina gets to like a lot of really cool work with like being able to play multiple characters or multiple versions of herself i think cat mm-hmm. gets really great work being able to just play off of no one yeah it's just acting is harder than a lot of people think it is yeah even bad acting is a lot harder than people think it is but like acting this sort of like anguish and power that cat graham does alone in a fucking cave yeah feeling stupid as all fuck probably and you did so good yeah it's just it's incredible i think it is just it's phenomenal that cat graham did this good i think it's it's mind-boggling but i also think it's kind of like hilarious how they have like these really good actors on this dumb show uh-huh. you know we're like yeah and it's, it, it really kind of sucks that um this is like i guess like in a way a main part of their career what they're like most well known for because like i honestly feel like especially the woman on the show they don't get a lot of to work with sometimes like especially in like certain episodes where it's, where it's like yeah what are the women doing this episode you know so like mm-hmm. I I feel like it's such a shame that they have like so many female characters who are so good. Like, like each I feel like all of the female characters are good at doing like a specific thing for their character. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Nina's really good at like workshopping characters and like making them like different from one another. You know, playing different people. I think Kat's really good at like playing off herself and exhibiting that magic. I think. Um, why can't I remember her name now? Candace. Oh, I wasn't thinking of Candace. I was thinking about the actress who plays Rebecca. Claire. I can't think of her. Claire. It's too many names. Um, I know. <laughs> why I are think... people out here just like having names and everything? Yeah. Come on. I think Claire's really good at um, like. I I love Rebecca for her like her emotional death. And, like, her vulnerability. And I think that Clara really plays that well. And, I honestly, I feel like with Caroline, although I love her very much, they never give Candace enough to do. I think she plays a really good glue for any sort of yeah, scene. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. Is she adapts really well to any scene that she's in and, like, matches the energy in a yeah. way that I think is yeah. hard sometimes. She's, I think she's, she's also really a, a really good comedic character as well. I think yeah. she's really good at She's comedy. a very good comedic little zinger for yeah. any line. Yeah. Or for any scene. And like, it's such a shame that that they don't get as, as much stuff to do or as much screen time, I feel like, as they deserve. Um, especially with like Ian. I'm sorry, Ian, but you're, you're, just, you're just there. And you get so really much screen time. Truly, 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 truly. I think Ian is one of the weakest yeah. actors on this show. He is. He really is. Like, and it's it's a shame because Damon literally has so much screen time on this fucking show. I know. Like, like he does not need that much for what Ian is able to do. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. 
all-powerful and incredible girl boss Bonnie Bennett yes. is kind of beat right now. And do we want to go back and reveal who? No, because I feel like we have to do it. We have to do it in the order that they did it in. Because the order that they did it in was so fucking like... Like, I think something that is real, was really good about the order that they did it in is that as it was being revealed, the gear, the revealed, the gears in my head started clicking. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. I get what's happening. I, oh my god. So, yeah. Did they reveal Caroline first before... They, so Rebecca goes into the back room of the Mystic Grill to try yeah. and find a, like, first aid kit for Matt. Uh, and she hears this sound, and it's the sound of, like, I don't know even what it, like, sounds like, but it is trigger warning for self-harm in this. Yeah. But it is... Caroline is in the back room of the Mystic Grill, just like slitting her own wrist repeatedly. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. And then they cut back to Bonnie and Caroline in the weird cave under the school, and you're like, oh, oh, oh shit. You're like, you're like, and, oh my gosh, I get what's, go- I get what's going on. Like, the, I don't know how to explain the process of revelation. Like that was happening in my brain I, at the exact same time that, like, it cut from Caroline slicing her wrist to like Bonnie and Caroline in the basement. But it was the most like gratifying thing I've ever felt. Like one of the most gratifying things. It is just like. They cut to that, and you're like, fuck. And then she turns around, and she sees Silas, the, like, weird ghost version of him. Yeah. And she's like, I thought you couldn't get into my head. And Silas is like, that's just what I wanted you to think. And you're like, oh my fucking god and then she turns and it's stefan and he's like i can be in your head at any time and then she turns again and it's caroline i can look like anybody you i want to and like holy shit like they did this perfectly okay and let me tell you why this was perfect execution okay they falsely made you believe that Bonnie was a reliable narrator. Step one. Step two. They waited long enough for you to, from like the last Silas like focused episode, for you to forget that Silas can just turn into anybody. He can just be like you. Can, you're not supposed to be trusting your surroundings, right? I think it comes back to the, they made Bonnie a reliable narrator. Because yeah. the last time Bonnie saw Silas, she saw through the disguise, saw through the glamour. Yeah. And then you realize that maybe she didn't. Yeah. He he literally says, I, I think he says something along the lines of, I, I made you see what you wanted to see. This isn't, he like reveals that that's not actually even how he looks. Like, that's not his real form. 
Yeah, his his creepy ghost form is not how he actually looks. And oh, I can't wait for this <laughs> reveal later. When you realize what Silas's true form is, you are going to lose your fucking mind. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I will say, we saw just a glimpse of Silas's true form during this episode. Do oh, with that information what you will. Now I'm racking my brain trying to think of anybody who I saw. But we did see just a glimpse, just a little peek, just barely there, but a little peek of Silas's oh. true form this episode. Me going by in the episode frame by frame trying to find it. I'm not actually going to do that. That's too much work. Don't do it. That'll ruin the surprise. Yeah. But. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The fact that they made Bonnie into a reliable narrator. And and then then they took it away. Yeah. Is incredible. Like that's so good. Like. Thank you for that. So much. Like, I can't even explain how good of a a shock that was. Like, I had endorphin, like, high after after watching that. Like, it was so good. It is. And it's one of those things that, like, you don't... You don't think to question it. Because this is the TV show. Why would they be telling you wrong? Yeah. But they are. I love... It's just... that's Incredible. like one of I wish shows did that more, you know, twisting with my brain a little bit. And like, because like I love when I like see something on screen and then it's like not exactly what was happening, you know? Like it's revealed later on, oh no, you're actually kind of a little bit wrong about this. Like it kind of keeps you, um, keeps like, you guessing. It keeps you on your feet and like, and then you kind of like start to, I, I think you start to engage with the show or the movie that you're watching a little bit differently when that happens mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're kind of like always questioning things. And I feel like that's like an interesting feeling to have while watching a show because it kind of um, forces you to not like sit in comfort and be like comforted while watching the show. And I think it forces your brain to, like, work a little more while watching. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. And I think that's w- the first of many plot twists this episode. Yeah. I think it's an incredible, incredible, like, first plot twist. And you're like, surely nothing can top yeah, this. Yeah, But just you wait, motherfucker. <laughs> As Rebecca is trying to snap Caroline out of the out of the, like, hallucination that she's in, she really does genuinely just, like, slap Caroline across the face. And Caroline, in what is my favorite line delivery of all time in this episode, she's just like, bitch! (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a good delivery! It's so good! And, like, um, there's, like, a little pause before she says it, too. And you're like, did this work? Did she just slap her for nothing? No! She didn't. She just yells, bitch. Yeah. This is another example of Candace, thanks for your good timing. Like, love Candace you. Thank has you for such that. Great comedic timing. Silas chokes out Bonnie, basically. Yeah. 
he he just like makes her believe that the air around her is very thin and she just sinks to the ground and and also i i think something that we do talk about but i kind of want to re-emphasize is that not only was like bonnie a reliable narrator I'm sorry. We not only did we think that Bonnie was a reliable narrator, but we also thought she was kind of like maybe a little bit more powerful than Silas. You know, like maybe she yeah. had a little bit of something over him. But like throughout this scene, you kind of see her power diminish and she no longer has that leverage. And you kind of seen her like succumb to the wills of Silas. And I feel like it it is like what's the word i'm looking for like i i really like how this plays out because like she she up until this point she's seen as like oh i am powerful don't worry i'm gonna get rid of silas but in actuality silas really does have control over everyone and it makes you realize how powerful and how scary silas truly is yeah, you thought that this boxing match was a little more two-sided, but he just one-hit KOs her here. Yeah. Like, not even, like, a chance. And you really thought that she was more powerful than this, but she's not. Yeah. And it really, I think that's the moment that, like, it hits you more than anything else that, like, they're punching above their weight here. Yeah. There's no way in fucking hell they can just outright beat Silas. Right. Seriously. The way that everything stands now, there's no way in hell. Like, like Silas is going to win. Exactly. Stefan is like, okay, you need to do anything else other than what you're doing right now. So Elena heads over to Jeremy's grave to try and, like, face her shit. She's trying to work through some shit right, right now. Right, right. And, boy, howdy, is this really sad? This is a real sad scene. Yeah. It's like, she's just like brother and friend, like, who picked that out? Bitch, you probably did. You were just very depressed. <laughs> like, it's just so. <sighs> it, Jeremy was her last family. It's very you heartbreaking know? when you think about, like, how. You know, especially because you think about over, like, the past year or so, where they literally only had each other because they had lost their parents and on Jenna, I think, in, like, the same year. And Alaric, yeah. Yeah, so, like, for that to happen, and then, especially with, you know, Lena sending him away and all that kind of stuff to try to protect him, it's just sad. Like, especially because we didn't get to see her deal with that at all. She kind of just turned off her emotions to, like, her sitting at the grave saying, I can't move on without you, you know? Like, it's so sad. It's just such a sad scene. And then she's, like, mourning for Jeremy. And then Cole just comes and starts to beat the shit out of her. (laughs) And you're like, oh, right, right. (laughs) Other things do need to happen. (laughs) I, th- I And I think this little back half is where the pacing goes a little wary, but I'm okay with it, I think, a little bit because I feel like there's more to come. 
I didn't love the pacing. You're correct. The pacing was like a little wonky here, but I still think it like held up enough that like I was still having a good time. Yeah, no, yeah, no, most definitely. I think when I say the pacing is weird, I, I guess I don't mean like I didn't have a good time. I just think, I mean like things didn't hit as hard as I wanted them to because I was like something is a little bit off. Like there's like a scene missing here. I don't necessarily think there was like a scene missing. I thought it was just like really quick here. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about because after Cole comes to like beat up Elena, she's like, "I deserve mm-hmm. it. You should kill me." Then Jer- yeah, she Jer- was like, "Let me die," and he was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, with pleasure." Yeah. And then Jeremy like you know stabs Cole, and then Stefan snaps his neck, and everything's all good, right? And I feel like the moment between them reuniting to then cutting to wait i want to make sure i get this right yeah so cole so, beats so, the so, shit out of elena right no so like the moment of them reuniting gets cut directly next to elena just showing up next to bonnie and like them having a moment and then jeremy and bonnie having a moment and i think that well, no wait there's another one in there i think there i think is? there's it, like Bonnie gets a visit. Bonnie gets a visit. Oh, yeah, from no, Graham's. I'm, I'm talking about like after that, like after that when because they they hug after that, right? So yeah, so Bonnie gets a visit from Graham's and Graham's is like, "Get up, you're stronger than this," and so she kind of like resists Silas's magic and gets back up again, and then she basically immobilizes Silas as Silas is dressed up like a Lorik. Yeah, it's weird, and then it cuts back to the graveyard. Right, of, where of, Jeremy shows up, kills Cole, and then and then they hug, saves Elena. Yeah, and they hug, and then they hug, and then Bonnie, and then Bonnie just like shows up. Yeah, it is a little weird, but I think it's because there was a commercial break in there that's not saved uh, because of Netflix. I think there was a commercial break there because that it just makes commercial break sense. Yeah, it just felt like um, like. How do I say this? It just felt like there there was like could have been a second longer on Jeremy and Elena. And then it also felt really weird because Elena just starts I think this is why I'm saying there's it feels like there's a scene missing. It doesn't feel like after Jeremy and Elena hug, Elena like has that little revelation that needs to happen at the end before she goes to talk to Bonnie of like dealing with like the grief and being like okay i'm fine now now let me go talk to bonnie now it cuts it cuts straight from them hugging to her saying sorry to bonnie and that's i think what threw me off there was no like little end moment for her like going to the i feel like there needs to be her going to the grave her almost dying then reuniting with jeremy and like having like a little like maybe like a zoom in on her and like a little focus like on her face and like a little revelation moment for her you know what i mean yeah, I think. Yeah, but I think the reason I think the reason why initially why it feels weird is because it was a commercial. There needs to be a commercial break there as well. Yeah, I think there was a commercial break there that did not get per- that didn't get like super cut up because Netflix, because um, sometimes I've noticed that TVD is like that. They like to preserve. They like to sort of like imagine a breath places where there isn't a breath if you're watching it like on netflix or without commercials Mm -hmm. but when you're watching it live i think it plays that scene probably plays a lot better because you have like a breath yeah 
and like imagined it's like imagined time in there basically yeah um when so i think it plays a little bit better if you imagine a commercial break in there but you are i think correct in that it does feel like elena didn't have any like moments to like chill (laughs) and just like elena did not have any like moments to process that yeah yeah (laughs) i think that was kind of the fault of it it's like i just wanted to see because elena again she's like already had to deal with like losing her brother then like turned off her emotions and like even earlier in the episode she's like i can't focus on like apologizing to you right now caroline i need to focus on like trying to get Catherine because that will solve all my problems you know so I, th- I just think there was so much of that this episode that there should have been a moment where she's like, okay, let me process this. Let me just, and then like, okay, I'm processing it. Now I'm going to go up to Bonnie and apologize, you know, as a kind of like little conclusion to that little storyline. So Jeremy and Bonnie have one last hug and I am reminded again of how much I really did like them. I really shipped them, you guys. Yeah. I really thought they were cute. Like, Honestly, in the beginning, I was a little wary, but they were like they became one of my favorites, especially when we were dealing with um, Delena. And just yeah, like, when we have to suffer through Delena, I think everything else looks so good in comparison to yeah. that. You know, when you're in the desert, just regular water looks so great. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, Elena says sorry to Bonnie, and then Jeremy and Bonnie just hug you like. Why is this my reality? Why is he dead? Like, like, yeah. Remember that he got fucking his neck just like snapped unceremoniously. Why? Like, how dare you? But I also love how, um, I love how his body is literally like, cause like earlier in the episode, Alaric like brings out like a, or no, it's later. He like brings out. A bottle like that, um the cure. No, not the cure, but the 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 bottle of like whiskey or whatever. Oh right, and he's like, like from Locker Forty Two like, or whatever. And he's like, "This is my this this was in my pocket." Oh wait, no, that might have been whatever. It doesn't matter. He like brings up something about being buried, you know, and like how oh there's like no that's dr- that's the cure. He brings yeah. up the after after Bonnie has turned Silas to stone. Or so they think. They're going to drop him in the ocean. And Alaric is like, hey, I found this. The cure is probably better off up here than in some dead guy's pocket okay. under the sea. And he gives it to Damon and he's I like, was go so, get the girl or I whatever. Was, I was so confused of what that was. I was like, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't hear him correctly. And I was like, is this just like a vial of blood? But anyways, what, what I'm basically saying, I think it's funny that Jeremy's body is burned to a crisp. So like... <laughs> With the Lark, if he were to quote unquote come back, you know, his body is <laughs> still out there. But with Jeremy's body, like, there's nothing left of his body. It's just fine. They had to make him hot. You don't understand. <laughs> he had to be hot. He had a contractual obligation to be eye candy, okay? Don't try and take this away from us. No, I'm, I'm sure there are many straight women who really loved the fact that he was hot. I mean, as a bi woman, I kind of like Jeremy being hot too, okay? Like, but like, but like, I think with with Jeremy, he like definitely had a glow up, you know? Yeah, and- that that looks good on him. 
quickly just turn away and almost launch out of their fucking chair <gasps> because they were laughing so hard. No, because I'm not expecting you to say that. That looks good. On- <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's but true. it's true. It's true. Stefan and Carol- Caroline end up at the Mystic Falls, and Stefan's like a little sad. He's like, yeah, you know, like, it's great. We saved the day and everything. We won. But I'm kind of sad that, you know, somebody who I thought would show up didn't. We all know who he's And you're like, about. oh, so true. I miss Lexi Me so too. much. Like, I, I too miss Lexi. And the last time we saw her was the worst time. So. Exactly. I miss her so much, you know. But don't worry. She's back for just a minute. Yeah, just to me. collect that paycheck and leave. Yeah, Lexi's me. back, baby. <laughs> and she and Stefan just hug and you're like your best friends I love you so much best friend best friend best friends Ugh, I love them. I I think if TVD were a better show mm-hmm. it would be focused on friendship more than on romance I agree and I think Stefan and every time Stefan and Lexi are on screen together you're like yeah, that this is the show that I want. Yeah, like this is I want- this is the future liberals want. <laughs> I want TVD to be based on friendship, even though I'm not a liberal. Don't fucking come for me. I just think it's a funny joke. But god damn it, I want friendship on my TV shows again. Please, Fuck. I, I could, I like, I miss friendships on TV shows. So like, I love a good chip, you know. I love, I love a good, a good ship. ship. I love a good ship. But I miss friendships, okay? And Lexi ships Steriline before either parts of Steriline ship Steriline. And I say, thank God, Lexi. Thank God for you, okay? Thank you, Queen. Somebody gets it. Somebody's looking ahead Somebody, down the road. Somebody's she's seen, like, she's like, I see it. This is going to be good. I see it. I see, and I love Ryder's thank you for like being like, hey, you see this little tidbit? It's gonna pay off. Just you wait. They're friends you now, wait. but just you wait. And it's like, yes, thank you. I, it makes me lose my mind. I love, I love that Lexi looked at Stefan, looked at Caroline, looked back at Stefan, and went, oh. oh. And then was like, I see potential here. I know you don't see it right now. I see potential. I love how they're like, Lexi, you will be, again, splitting off the ships. And it's like, Lexi, you will be a sterile shipper. And Alaric, you will be a Delana shipper. And honestly, like, number one, I never saw Alaric as being a, a Delana shipper because he knows who Damon is. I really is. don't either. Because Damon is his best friend and Elena is his surrogate daughter. And also, he of all people should know that the age difference was fucking weird, but, right? But also, anyway. like, but also, like, he... I don't, I don't remember him being for them when he was here. You know? I don't think he really was. It was I feel like this was for the point of the splitting off of the ships. And being like, these are going to be like the sort of end game pairs for that reason that they do. They made a lot of do that. But honestly, mm-hmm. having Matt deliver a, oh, where this is delaying this time. Like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Matt would do that. Matt would say that. That that totally lines up so much. Matt Davis. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Matt Davis. We see him seeping into Alaric already. You know? I know, it's so sad. This is the beginning of the end for yep, Alaric. Unfortunately. Although he does have some good stuff in like season five and six, but um he is dead, so Yeah. Rip. Rip. Bonnie for one last act of girl bosses on this episode. She plans to keep Jeremy in the real world by using the power of expressionism. Or expression. It's weird that it's just called expression. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like they did that to make it kind of seem cool. They did, except it just fucks me up when I try and say it. Yeah. Anyway, she's trying to use the powers of the spirits and the powers of expression and the power of darkness to keep Jeremy here. And it is, again, just another five minutes of Cat Graham yelling in a cave underground. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved every second of it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so funny. So Cat Graham is just yelling in a cave. We'll get back to her in a moment. But Bonnie and, er, sorry. Rebecca and Matt are leaving the Mystic Grill and Rebecca sees somebody wandering in the park across from the street, and Matt's like, who the fuck is that? And then he turns, and Rebecca's like, oh shit, that's my ex-boyfriend Alexander. (laughs) The lights turn on in town again, so they're like, oh, cool. Bonnie must be fixing the spell again. He'll disappear in a moment or two, right? Mm -hmm. And then a moment or two passes, and they're like, right? He'll disappear in a little bit. Right? Dear listener, he does not disappear in a moment or two. They turn around, and it's the two other hunters, Galen and Connor, from way back in the early part of this season, and Buck, gang. Fuck. Just fuck. Shit. They, like, just turn around their names, like, and and they're like, we're not going away anytime soon. And I'm like, oh. They're fuck. really just like posing behind her. I'm like, why are you guys posing like this? <laughs> it feels also very reminiscent again to Ghost World, where they had like all those like those like whatever. I don't I think those were vampire hunters too. And they were like or like I don't know. Or they were other vampires and they were like fighting Caroline. Remember that one scene? Yes. That was good. That was pretty good. You're like, oh shit, things have gone worse. Things have not gone correctly if they're still here. And then it cuts back to Bonnie in the cave. And she stands up and you're like, okay, so maybe it was just like a minute or two that the timing was off. Yeah, because she got knocked out by the end of that expression Mm -hmm. spell. So she wakes up and gets up and she's like, cool, is everything good now? And then she turns and sees Grams. And you go, oh, no. Oh, no, I don't think everything is good now, actually. <laughs> and Bonnie. <laughs> Grams says something of like, I'm sorry. The spell was just too much. And then Bonnie turns around and sees her own body lying on the ground and goes, oh, my God, I'm dead. End of episode. End of sleep. Hard cut. (laughs) And you're like, oh. 
like, okay. that's the end of the episode? You're like, that's it? That's okay. no more? Uh, you just, like, the way that it says, she says, I'm dead, and then it just cuts to the, like, little vampire diaries thing screen. It's like, what the, oh, you guys are insane. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, but also, I'd like to also just point out that the first of my notes was is bonnie dying this episode and it turns out i was a hundred percent correct okay that was my first guess of of the episode because when they had cat they did a, like a little red herring moment where they mm-hmm. they linked Catherine to bonnie i was like oh bonnie might be dying this episode because elena really wants to kill Catherine, and they're linked and she doesn't know that and that's obviously what they're going to do and they're like uh-huh. no actually no it's gonna work out it'll be fine and then last minute they're like actually no she dies because she tries to do a too powerful spell in order to keep jeremy alive for elena and herself dun, dun, dun. i think this is like it's so funny because the way that she delivers the line of oh my god i'm dead is so fucking comical but then the fact that it hard cuts to that wimpy little piano riff <laughs> yeah. and the little flowy shit, the little like ribbon on the fucking yeah. title screen makes me want to hurl something. <laughs> I want to throw my chair across the room every time they hard cut from a really dramatic scene to that shitty little piano riff. I want to throw things. And like it's insane. And like here, I think that's one of like the the I guess not fault. It kind of makes the Vampire Diaries really funny in a way. Is that that's their like title and entry? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like that's their whole thing. Because like for example, I've been watching a lot of I've been rewatching Star versus the Forces of Evil, which is like one of my all time favorite cartoons of life. Um, and I was rewatching it and like the, the like little theme song that they have is so fun and catchy and you want to dance around. And then the end screen title song that they have is like also like very catchy, but also like kind of wraps up the episode in a way, like the lyrics. And this is just like, oh, hey, remember that wimpy piano riff that we had in the beginning? Why don't we, that we hard cut to after a dramatic beat happens? Let's do it again. But this time just really close to it. <laughs> fucking funny it's such a comical thing and it is a big part of why i can't take this show seriously <laughs> like they need I a, can't. they need they need after they need me to do some of their music because i did the music for after but look how much that bangs you guys that, that one that, bangs the after right my theme song does fucking bang it bangs hard okay they need me to be doing so like i'm thinking of like a show similar to the Vampire Diaries Teen Wolf did that so much better. Like their themes, like they don't have an end cream song, but like their theme song is goes fucking hard. And you know when you're sitting down to watch Teen Wolf and it cuts to that theme song, you're about to be in for a wild ride. And with the Vampire Diaries, just like, oh, here's this measly little piano rip we came up in like two seconds. Hope this is good enough for you. Goodbye. Like it's just so and I think that is like a fault of the I don't know if it's like what the gap is between kid shows having like banger theme songs to get you hyped about the show and then like adult shows being like oh you don't need that anymore you're an adult 
be a grown up and deal with it. We don't do theme songs anymore. It's a waste of time because it's silly. Well, I like things exactly. silly. And all this is a show about teenage vampires. Exactly. If you should give me a banger, okay? So like like I feel like that's like a that's a huge part of the TV viewing experience where you're like, "All right, the theme song's about to drop. Everyone get excited. We're about to sing along. Let's go." Yeah, literally, it's like, hey, shit, shit, get to the lo- get to the living room. I can hear the theme song starting. Go, go, go! Like, <laughs> run in with your snacks and shit. Yeah. Why don't we have this anymore? I hate it so much. I hate it so badly. Like, I just, I just want to vibe. Okay, I want to vibe while watching my TV show. Like for like what a minute or so. Like, come on. Like even like, I feel like this is like a modern thing because like even old older teen like shows from like the 2000s some of them had banger intros where it's like it's not a banger in a way that like it's a bop like I can jam to this right but it's a banger in a way it's like it's very moody and I'm getting excited for the moodiness that's about to occur you know what I mean except I will say this the beginning of this fucking episode they had that one song when Elena's like fucking kicking bricks or whatever it's that one song where it's just like the guy just yelling like say and then like that's it (laughs) that's how they introed this episode (laughs) what the fuck is that song everybody will know it when i say the name of it but it's that one song where the guy's just like yelling say and if you listen to it three seconds of it you'll know exactly the song that i'm thinking of normally tvd does really good with music i just think they missed out such a big opportunity for it's so weird because because usually the music especially for the dramatic moments the fact that they have good music for like the moody dramatic moments or the romantic bs moments you know the fact that they have that but they like couldn't think of a better theme or even just like change it like we're on we're in like you're allowed to change the theme song if you want to you know what i mean like nah baby we're sticking with this one for all eight seasons baby (laughs) like why why who told you that was okay i just want to talk just want to talk jordan yeah scale of one to ten yeah what do you rank season four episode 22 the walking dead okay i really like this episode and i think it it is deserving maybe of a 10, but I'm not giving it that for, oh. for the reason of, like, I'll give it, like, a 9.8. And here's why I'm taking off point two points. It's 9.8. It's literally just, like, the little, and, like, I know the pacing is bad because there's the second part of this episode, but it does kind of mess up with my flow of the episode. Like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, this is kind of weird to be watching. And, like, I got over that, like, pretty quickly, but it was there. And I remember it being prominent enough that I'm going to deduct point two points. But overall, banger episode. Okay, sure. Point two, okay. It's the only time we've ever had anything outside of a point, fi- point like, even number, like a point five or a point seven five. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's not technically, like, an even number. Don't fucking come for you, me. You audience, know what we mean. Okay, that, like, five. Normal integer. Five, five the five, the, the numbers that end with five or zero are technically even numbers in my mind because they make sense, Okay. And also, just like it's an even, it's a good integer of 0. 0.5, right. or 0. 0.75. This is a point eight. This is one little. You've thrown me a little bit of a loop here. I'm sorry. I, that was last minute decision. 
here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give this episode a 10. I don't know what is holding me back from giving this episode a 10, I, but something is holding I don't me think back. It's a 10. I just don't think in my heart of hearts it's a 10. Yeah. And I don't know what it is then. You know, I I, like, I personally think it's not a 10 because some of the pacing and the the quick back and forth. Um, the quick back and forth gets me. I just don't emotionally this isn't a 10. But but is it? It's not as low as a nine, though. Is the thing? Yeah, it's, I again the, with the with the how how uh, what, what what was the terminology? That I think I used soft versus hard. We cannot just say <laughs> it's a soft. Yeah, I don't remember what we replaced it with. What, 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 what was it light? Anyways, you kind of get what I'm saying in distinctions of ten. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like a, a full solid 10. ten. Yeah, it's like a. It's like it's close to a ten, but it's missing something to make it a full ten. But it was also not a nine, which is why I was like nine point eight or nine point seven five or whatever you want to do. Because like it's like I think it's past a nine, and and maybe even a yeah. little bit past a nine point five because of all the people coming back and that being feeling good, you know. Yeah, like, I think it's a good episode. Yeah. I just don't think, compared with the other 10s that we've had this season, and we have had a lot. Yeah, it's not a 10. This is not, this is not, yeah, this is not a 10. Right. I, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Okay. It's not an absolute 10. It's not a 9, though. But it's just, like, there's just a little something, and I don't even know what it is, really, that, Honestly, I'm also a firm believer of some episodes just feeling off and, like, it just is off, you know? And you don't know if it's, like, the energy of the episode. I don't know if this is because this show... I don't know if that's because, like, this is the first part of, like, a very obviously two-part finale. It could also be it, yeah. You know? I don't know if it's just because, like, well, we don't get the full experience with it this week. Yeah, you know? I, I think that sometimes happens when we watch two-parters. It's like the first episode is like good, but not as good as the second episode. Who's the MVP for this week? Bonnie. Bonnie? Yeah, I was going to suggest Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie. Like, we had a full like 20-minute Cat Graham discussion yeah. in this episode, so. It's it's clearly you know. Bonnie. Like, she rocked this episode. Cat Graham did amazing this episode. She died, you know? She deserves it. Yeah. Now, here's a question that we have to ask. Yeah. Did Caroline get kidnapped? That's a good question. And Because she was sort of, she got taken out of the playing field, and she got, we assume, she got put a secondary location, or, well, because she was at the Mystic Grill earlier. Yeah, we don't, this is the thing, we don't know when... She started, like, one day switched. We have no way of telling. I don't know when that change happened. Like, it could have been if that, that change she- happened while she was at the grill, then I'm going to be like, no, she didn't get kidnapped. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not remembering. Okay. Not exact. Not, I'm just guessing here. But 
There's a moment where, you know, Damon and Elena and Stephanie and Caroline get split up, right? Mm-hmm. And then I personally think at that moment that's still Caroline, right? Then they figure out where Bonnie is. Well, here, here's here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I'm thinking at this from Silas's point of view. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, trying to think about it, too. And, like, when would Why? be the optimal time to do it? And But I th- also... If I if I swapped places with Caroline at that point in time, when they're already at the Mystic Falls High School, mm-hmm. why would I risk sending Caroline all the way back across town to the grill? Mm, yeah. Why wouldn't I just swap with her while at the grill and then put her in the back where nobody would right, find her? Right, because, you know, well, well, here's that's the what thing. I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking is, like, with with them, like, going and finding Bonnie, there was no guarantee who was going to find Bonnie. Either Stefan and Caroline were going to find Bonnie or Damon and Elena were going to find Bonnie. So the reason why I think it happens after they realize, oh, she's in the basement is because that's when Silas knows that they know where she is, you know, versus like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be because like, I feel like if that was that was the case, because Silas can be multiple people at once. Right. I feel like. If he did it beforehand, he would have taken one. He would have switched out both of them. You know? Here's the thing, though. I think Silas just needed a way to worm himself into the group that would be going to the general area to find Bonnie. You know? Mm-hmm. But, and I d- think- d- but doesn't he want to be there first, though? Well, I mean, yes, but also, here's the thing. And I think if, if Silas wanted to find Bonnie outright, I think he would have. Right. I think this is more of like a psychological warfare thing, showing her that he can be anybody mm-hmm. for a long period of time and have nobody notice. Yeah. So to me, it makes sense that Silas would switch with Caroline at the at the grill, because otherwise, why would she end up at the grill? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because you just need a way in, right? You just need one person to be missing from the group for you to be able to impersonate them, right? And then you can switch later if you need to. But you just need a way in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this counts as a kidnapping for the reasons that we have set out. Of In order for it to be a kidnapping, they need to be obviously abducted and then to taken another. to a secondary location against yeah. their will. I think Caroline was just stuck there, basically, in a hallucination, which sucks and was terrifying, honestly, to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it for this week of Afterbite. Gang, next week is the finale episode of this season. Season four, episode 23, Graduation. And boy, howdy, is it going to be a fucking trip? I'm not prepared. I don't know what's going Emotionally, to happen. Emotionally, I don't think I'm prepared either. Especially because the, we don't know like how this this storyline is ending. And the thing after the thing about that is, once we finish recording the episode for graduation, we need to rank all of season oh, four. Oh yeah, we need to rank all of season four against itself, and then we're gonna start stacking up seasons here, y'all, because <sighs> we want to give a definitive. These are the best seasons of TVD, and these are the best episodes within those seasons of every single every single episode of the TVDU. So we are going to have to start ranking which seasons are better than others. And 
oh my god, we're gonna have our hands full with this with this uh, season's rankings. Let me tell you. Oh, it's gonna be an absolutely buckwild time. I'm not prepared. It's gonna be so hard. Oh, that's gonna be so hard. I can't fucking wait. I'm so <laughs> excited for graduation. And in a way, it's like we're graduating too. Yeah. Because next season, we're going to be doing the originals as well. Yeah. So, in a way, we are also graduating from All Shot No Chaser TVD, and we're going to a nice mi- mixed drink of the originals and TVD. Also, just an FYI, uh, we're going to be going on a few week break after we finish up season four so we can get our shit together for season five um so we'll be back sometime like mid to late may with uh more episodes once we're done with season four obviously that's it for this week y'all follow us on twitter at afterbite pod check out our merch at breakgroundmedia.com slash shop and also if you feel so inclined to go onto patreon patreon.com slash afterbite you can go a lot of places and they would all support us equally and wonderfully Mm -hmm. Thank you for hanging out with us. Y'all stay inside, stay safe, and wash your fucking hands. Wash them real good. Wash them so good. And then don't forget to get your vaccine. Schedule your vaccine if you can do that. <laughs>